Oh, you better believe we're fucking doing it because Woo! I made out and made her suck my dick, Amanda Marquez, back in after high school. She was the only redhead I messed with. It's relevant to that song. What? Here we go. Uh, roll down the window. Put down the top. I would never get a convertible. I would never listen to the Beach Boys at this point. Do you know that Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys was involved in the Manson murders? I can't even get into it. That's a whole different podcast altogether. What's going on, you guys? What's going on? Welcome to My Blue Thoughts. That's right. My Blue Thoughts. This is my Dodger podcast where I talk about my favorite baseball team, one of my favorite things in the world, the Los Angeles Dodgers, Dodger baseball. I'm your host, Peter Sears, comedian. But before I was anything, I was a Dodger fan, you guys. And uh, I want to take this time to say thank you. Sorry, I uh, didn't get to get an episode in last week, um, or I guess early this week. No, I didn't do one last week. I'm sorry. I've just been so busy, you guys, uh, in and out of town on tour, fucking... I'm living the dream, but it's a fucking grind, man. So it's it's really hard. It's it's really hard to to watch the games when I'm doing shows all the time, and like I, I just I'm, I'm my comedy is gone to a different level as far as the amount of time I'm putting in it. It really consumes most of my time. I work out, I do comedy, you know, I work still a little bit, and uh, I spend a lot of time in fucking traffic. That's basically my life. <laughs> So, uh, God, uh, where do I start, man? I will say uh, to all the Dodger fans listening, which should be all of you, um, you're welcome. (laughs) You are fucking welcome because the last time you heard from me, I believe that uh, I had just took a big big dump on the Dodgers because they were playing like poo. And, you know, this wouldn't be a legit podcast if I didn't, you know, address the fact that the team is playing like poo when they are, in fact, playing like poo. Like, it just is what it is, man. Like, there, there's a... I have to. You know, I'm, I'm not... I'm not... I'm a homer, but I'm also a realist. You know, like, I watch... I don't watch as much baseball as I used to because, I, again, I just don't have the time. But... You know, I've watched baseball long enough, and I've watched this Dodger team long enough, like, from its inception, essentially. You know, I can remember, you know, going to Kershaw's first fucking game as a Dodger. You know, I can remember being at the first playoff game at Dodger Stadium in, like, 16 years, back in 2004. Some of you guys have even, haven't even been Dodger fans long enough to remember that shit. Maybe you weren't as into it back then because you were a kid or whatever it might be, but I had to wait in line for playoff tickets to buy them in person. That's how long ago this goes back, and I was finally an adult, and I was finally able to afford to take myself and you know my brothers and I go you know to a fucking Dodger playoff game. And I remember being there when Jose Lima fucking pitched a full game shutout for the Dodgers' first playoff win in 16 years. 
back in 04 against those Cardinals. We all thought Gagne was coming out for the ninth, and then we hear fucking Mariachis, and we're like, holy shit, Lima time's coming back out here? And remember the stadium yelling, Lima, Lima. Like, I've got a lot of memories of Dodger games. I've seen a lot of fucking Dodger baseball. I've seen, I, I've had my heart broken a lot of times. So if something doesn't smell right, I'm allowed to say it. I can be very critical. Like I said, I'm not like these people fucking demanding that everyone get traded and everyone get sent down to the minors and fucking Kershaw needs to be. I mean, you should see. Actually, you know what we're going to do? I'm going to do a new segment on this podcast. And the new segment is called Let's See What Stupid Shit uh, Dodger Fans Are Saying on the Fan Forum. This is going to be a new, a new, I'll do like five or six of them. Here we go. Uh, and so far, no stupid stuff. Um, <laughs> okay, this is just stupid. These off days are just agony. Well, for one, it's the all-star break, fucking idiot. So we'll have a new complaint thread. Complaints should be about off days or the draft. Okay. This is actually pretty funny. How many Dodgers all-star break babies will we see nine months from now? That's fucking funny because this year, God, how many guys fucking had babies? It seemed like half the team had babies. Um, Okay, here we go. I really don't like... This is an article from uh, John Morosi about how the Dodgers showing interest in Lucas Giolito. Um... So that's basically the article, but the guy shares the article and then he writes, I really don't like articles like this because contending teams check in on tons of player as uh, players as the trade deadline nears and mentioning any specific player can generate false hopes among fans. <laughs> He's a top contributor on this page and he writes some fucking stupid ass shit. Um, hold on. This is all Dodger fans. Our boys are our boys are playing the Mets tomorrow. Let's root for a win. That's actually a surprising for this page. <laughs> okay, here's an old guy. I love the old guys fucking because they don't know shit. I was just thinking about Dodger pitchers who have had Tommy John surgeries. What do they do to avoid getting the same injury that caused the Tommy John surgery in the first place? Do they change their delivery? change their grip on the baseball change the types of pitches they throw etc um well first of all they get fucking tommy john surgery and usually 9.9 times out of 10 if you get tommy john surgery once you don't need to get it again but there are some instances where guys got to do it twice walker bueller comes to mind he's the most recent now dustin may we know um don't remember if i've talked to you guys no i haven't post the announcement that he's going to miss the rest of the season um now no now dustin may isn't actually getting tommy john surgery because that's a ucl surgery he's getting another ligament in his elbow replaced but it's still going to put him on the shelf for the rest of the season and they're not quite sure they said the timeline is six to nine months where tommy john is usually like 12 to like 15 months depending on recovery but still, and I'll get into it later, but 
I fucking love Dustin May, dude. I love him. But the kid st- can't stay healthy. And it's it's nothing. It's not a knock on him or his work ethic or anything. I, I And I don't know anything about those things. But there are some guys that just can't stay healthy. You know, look at Steven Strasburg. When he's on the fucking mound, one of the best, or when he was on the mound, one of the best pitchers in baseball. But how often was he actually up there on the mound? You would have think he'd had five or six Cy Young awards by the time, you know, by this time, you know, by, you know, all the pomp and circumstance that went into him making his debut. And then, you know, if you remember back in, what was it, 2000 and, was it 2014 when the Nats were playing the Giants in the postseason? And, or no, 2013? Maybe it was 11. I don't remember, and I don't want to go back. It was one of the years the Nationals were playing the Giants. One of the years the Giants won the World Series, so that was either, what, 09, 11? God damn it. Yeah, right? They won in, in 09, they won in 11, they won in 13. Is that right? Um, is that right? Giants World Series. Sorry, guys. Just want to make sure because this is bothering me. Uh, oh, no. Even years. Okay, so they won in 2010, 2012, 2014. Okay. So one of the years, maybe it was 2012, Steven Strasburg had just come off of an injury, and they left him off the postseason roster because they wanted to save him for the future. And my whole thinking is like, dude, you don't know – you don't know how many chances you're going to fucking get to do this shit. Like, you cannot sandbag for next year or the year. Like, you don't know. Like, you got to put... If you legitimately have a shot to win the World Series, and they did. The way he was pitching, they fucking did. They took the Giants, you know, to... Was it five games or seven? I don't even remember if it was the Division Series or the or the NLCS, but they were right there. And they could have used a pitcher, especially a dominant pitcher like Strasburg. And then what happens? You know, yes, he helps them win the World Series in in 2019. But, you know, how many seasons have been cut short because he's been injured? Dustin May, I feel like, is that type of guy right now. And I don't want to say that, but it just just is what it is, man. Like, we got to have guys that we can rely on. You know, before he went down, Bueller... Bueller is fucking, you know, he got Tommy John right after the Dodgers drafted him, or they drafted him when he was getting Tommy John, but he's been pretty much a workhorse, so, you know, kind of sucks that he went down, but he's been a workhorse. Gonsolin is another one that's kind of been banged up, you know, Julio has been banged up over the course of his career, like, you know, you take these guys, these pitchers, and I know, you know, the game has changed, and I, I understand that, and I've come to grips with it unlike a lot of other people but you know you know Julio they they kept kitty gloves on for so long and then he still ended up getting hurt and missing time and it's you know he's missed a bunch of time he's been a workhorse but he's also missed time and this year you know missed time Kershaw was a fucking workhorse until he started getting old (laughs) Uh, that's pretty much his mo like up until about 2016 he was pretty much pencil him in man and then 2016 I think it was he hurt his back and then every year after that he spends a little bit of time on the DL and you know he comes back and he's still Clayton you know but you expect him to be on the DL at some point 
Again, I've said it before, I don't wish that upon anybody, but that just is what it is. And I'm just not sure um, where Dustin May is going to be, you know, down the line if he can't stay healthy. Um, maybe, you know, I don't even want to say it. Maybe a package for something they need, you know, and put Dustin May in that pack. I mean, I, I love him, but, you know, it's all about winning championships. Dodgers have plenty of pitchers coming up in the pipeline. Are we guaranteed that they're going to perform and continue to perform and stay healthy? Nope. But after, you know, three or four years of injuries here and there, like, kind of get to get a feeling of who this person is you know it's kind of like Anthony Davis on the Lakers when he's on that court he's one of the fucking top five players in the NBA but all the time when he's out there and in the paint getting the rebounds and all the things that he does you just you hold your breath and say oh shit I hope he doesn't get hurt right here because he gets hurt a lot you know um anyway Let's get into stuff. Um, <laughs> that was me rambling for a second. Here we go. Um, by some fucking miracle, the Dodgers are tied for first place, dude. <laughs> like I said, I, I, I will I will call it like I see it, you know, because I've watched a lot of baseball and I've watched a lot of Dodger baseball. There are certain things that I don't like. I've, I've been very vocal about how they went into the offseason. I think that they... They shed some salary, you know, with the intention of getting below the luxury tax. That way they can make a real push for Shohei in the offseason. That's obviously what everyone's talking about. It's no secret they're interested in him. It's no secret that they will pay him some amount of money. It's no secret that whatever he doesn't get from the Dodgers, he will get in endorsements and being the fucking biggest... You know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Base. You know, you'll see him in all the commercials. You'll see him in all the commercials here. He will be in tons of commercials in Japan. It will be, I mean, honestly, I haven't, I've only been to one Angel game over the last couple of years. And it was when they were playing very well at the beginning of the season last year. Um, but uh, I didn't really get the the Shohei fever at that point, like I did. I don't know if you guys remember, but when the Dodgers had Hideo Nomo, if you guys can think that far back, it was Hello Kitty Central at Dodger Stadium, dude. Like, it was Godzilla world premiere. Like, it was just, there was just such a huge number of Japanese fans at the stadium every time he pitched. And then, you know, fast forward a little bit later, they had uh, Takashi Saito, and people went crazy for him because he was pretty good. And then they had uh, they had Kazushiki, if you guys remember, and he didn't really do that great, but he was a really big deal in Japan, and so he kind of translated, and then he kind of fizzled out. Same thing when you know the Dodgers had Hisop Choi and Hong Chi Kuo. And Chanho Park and, you know, the, the the Asian, I mean, L.A. is a melting pot of, you know, races and ethnicities. And, you know, obviously the fabric of that with the Dodgers is the Mexican-American, the Chicano community here. 
in Los Angeles. Um, and that is in a large part to, you know, due to Fernando. But there is also a fucking huge Japanese population here. There's a huge Korean population here. There's, you know, the, the market for Shohei, if he came to L.A., would be fucking astronomical. Whatever the Dodgers pay, they're going to get back in everything that comes along with it from maybe they get a different, you know, maybe they get a Japanese TV deal or maybe other companies want to sponsor the Dodgers. You know, maybe you got Nintendo on the jerseys next year. I don't fucking know, dude. Am I racist for saying that? I don't think so. They're a Japanese company. Toyota's already a sponsor. Maybe they become a bigger sponsor. You know, I don't I don't know, but, you know, they, they reset the luxury tax and this is what we've been told, right? And maybe we've been gaslit. Maybe they're going to make him an offer, kind of like they did with Bryce Harper, that maybe is a high annual value, you know, but not long in years. You know, if you guys remember back when Bryce Harper was a free agent, the Dodgers offered him a contract that would have made him the highest paid player annually, but he just didn't get the years that he wanted. And they did the same thing with Corey Seager. They didn't want to give him those extra year or two that he ended up getting with the Rangers because He's another one that is very injury prone, but, um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't happy with some of the moves they made in the off season. You know, obviously they needed to shore up the relief pitching and they took some chances on some guys. And unfortunately, you know, like Daniel Hudson going down, fucking coming back from ACL surgery and then getting hurt again and throwing out his MCL, like Jesus Christ, dude, like. I don't want to make assumptions, but as you get older, dude, it becomes harder and harder to come back from injuries and your body starts to break down. But also, as someone that's in the know about fitness and whatnot, if you use like steroids and HGH and stuff like that, your body breaks down more as you get older. Like you, 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 what ends up happening is, you know, it's good for your muscles. It's good for building muscle. It's great for recovery. So, like, you can recover faster so you're not sore as long. But also, it's really bad on your joints and your ligaments because you're stretching. You're making your muscles grow faster than they're supposed to. And you're putting more pressure on them. They're just, they're just, it's unnatural. And that's why, if you remember, like, Barry Bonds fucking retired you know, a year or two after he hit fucking 73 home runs because his body started to break down and he couldn't do fucking steroids anymore. Oh, we all forgot that, huh? Eric Gagne, same thing. He had Tommy John, and when he came back, they started testing in 2004 after that, and he was never the same. He couldn't fucking stay healthy. That's what happens, you guys. And, you know, obviously they get tested for steroids, but the science now is so good that all they got to do is find the next alternative. The undetected, you know, they they create synthetic things in the fucking lab. Like there's things they can do that you wouldn't believe. And I wouldn't be surprised if guys are just found a different way to fucking cut those corners. It, it, it's just you'd be naive to think otherwise is what I'm saying. So anyway, that's just me being honest. Um, but. You know, by some miracle, the Dodgers are still, they're tied for first, dude. You know, they played very well over their last 10 games, very quietly, you know, went 5-1 and one on the last, you know, on, on their last six games. 
um, you know, it, there's, I would say it's largely, very, very largely um, on the play of Mookie Betts, who's, and by the way, did you know that Mookie's mom, I think I said this before, but I found this out the other day, or I found it out, but I don't know if I said it in the podcast, but Marcus Lindbeck, Marcus Lynn Betts is his name. MLB are his initials, and his mom gave him those initials because she wanted him to be an MLB player. That is pretty fucking cool. Ironically, my initials are PS because my dad wanted me to be a porn star. That's a joke. My dad named me after him. Thanks, Dad. Um, But Mookie Betts is back to playing like a fucking top five player. You know, many years ago, it was when Corey was fucking tearing it up back in like 19 and 20. You know, before we had Mookie Betts, but Cody Bellinger was an MVP, which was 19. You know, we had essentially two top five players, in my opinion. And then Mookie Betts was always someone that I was like, man, he is a top five player. If he's not the best, if Mike Trout's the best, Mookie Betts is right there, number two. Manny Machado is right there. We had him too. Um, and, you know, he's had a couple years where maybe the average is down, you know, a little bit, but he is right there playing at a fucking MVP clip. Not only is he on pace to hit 47 home runs, but Mookie's fucking leading the team. He's tied for the team lead in RBIs. Now, the leadoff hitter shouldn't be leading the team in RBIs. Like, that just doesn't happen, but it's happening with him. And his average right there sitting at, what, 276, um, which is pretty fucking solid. And if you know anything about Mookie, he actually plays better in August and September. Um, and then you put that together with the fact that he's playing not only the best right field of any right fielder in Major League Baseball, but he's also filling in at second base and he's had 18 starts at shortstop because Miguel Rojas fucking sucks. So you combine all those things. Here's a essentially super utility player playing at an MVP clip. So you could attribute a lot of the Dodgers' success solely on Mookie. Then you've got Freddie Freeman doing what he does, fucking batting two, 320 right there among the leaders in hitting, 17 home runs, 61 RBIs, and he's only batting out of the two spot. Sometimes he'll, he'll drop into the three slot, but for the majority of the season, he's been in the two spot. So you have your top two hitters. Not only your top two hitters, but they're also your top two fucking RBI guys. And that's giving props to some of the guys at the bottom of the lineup that aren't necessarily doing great, but manage to be on base just enough to get those RBIs. And of course, it doesn't hurt that, you know, Mookie's got 26 home runs. Helps when you bring yourself in. You know, he's got 10 leadoff home runs. But you're going to put, you know, why the Dodgers are in first place. Those two guys right there are leading the fucking charge because the pitching has been dog shit, as we know. The bullpen has been dog shit. The rotation has been decimated by injuries. We hope 
that we have reinforcements coming. I, I heard that Pepio is very close to coming back, but we don't know what we're going to get out of him. Yeah, he's a top prospect, but you know he really hasn't had enough starts in 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 the major leagues for us to really get a good idea of who he is as a player at the major league level. Um, but they do have enforcements coming back. You know, Julio's back. Clayton's going to come back soon. You know, I wouldn't hold my breath on Walker Bueller, but fucking A, if he comes back, dude, can you imagine that playoff rotation? You know the Dodgers are going to go get a starter. Like, there's not a doubt in my mind they're going to go get a starter. I'm looking at the White Sox and the Cardinals as teams that have guys that they could get rid of that the Dodgers could le- could could definitely use in a trade. Um, I mean, the Nationals. You know, Dodgers had a pitcher by the name of Josiah Gray whose numbers don't necessarily jump out at you, but he's a fucking all-star. And yeah, we, we dealt him away for Trey Turner and Max Scherzer, and I would fucking make that trade again. Maybe he comes available. Maybe he wants to come back to the organization that he started his career with. You know, the Nationals aren't going anywhere anytime soon. You know, you look at, I mean, you look at the Mets. I don't really want any of their pitchers, but maybe, you know, you don't think Justin Verlander can slot into that four spot in the postseason. Look at the Cardinals, you know, maybe a a Jack Flaherty in their rotation. You know, there's, there's guys. You got Boston. Hold on one second. Sorry, this is live. Hello? Hello? You want Chick-fil-A? Yes, a salad. A salad? The Southwest one or whatever it is. Southwest, okay. Yep. But but, but not not the grilled chicken, though. The actual breaded chicken. Thank you. Sorry, guys. Duty calls. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, I mean, there, there's some possibilities of trades they could make. You know, there there's some possibilities. It's a it's a fucking shot in the dark that the Angels are going to trade away Otani, but that would make the most sense for everybody involved. Dodgers can get the pitcher they need. Angels can get fucking prospects they need because you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. I'm sorry, Eric Dunn and Evan Dunn. And I don't think I know any other Angel fans that I know of that listen to this podcast. But Otani's going to fucking walk. And instead of getting a fucking King's Ransom of top Major League ready prospects or very close to Major League ready prospects, the Angels are going to fucking hold on to him. Even though they're long out of the playoff race, Mike Trout's going to be gone for, what, six weeks to eight weeks because he broke his fucking hand. He's another one, dude. Can't fucking stay healthy, man. Best player in baseball, not anymore, but when he's healthy and he can't fucking stay healthy, he could walk anywhere and no one would fucking recognize him unless you're a big baseball fan. Am I right? The Angels are going to let him go at the end of the season and they're not going to get anything for him. And they're going to suck for like five years or however long it takes for them to make some more bad free agent decisions. Uh, so why not fucking get rid of him, dude? Dodgers have a ton of prospects they could give the Angels. A ton. 
But Artie Moreno, fucking, you know. But anyway, that being said, the Dodgers are in first place, dude. And we talked about it. You know, they 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 stayed, they they stayed steady in the off season, despite you know some of the people that I wanted him to, them to sign. But you knew that if they were still in it, come the trade deadline, they would address whatever needs they had. You knew that that's what was going to happen, and that's exactly what's going to happen. They're gonna fucking they're they're right there. They're in first place by some fucking miracle. And they're gonna make a move, and they're gonna address whatever needs they need to they need to address, and it's gonna be an entirely different situation. What I have been impressed with is the fact that they've managed to fucking rise back to the top of the division, despite making any big moves, despite the fact that they have guys that are struggling, like a James Outman, like a Miguel Vargas who just got sent down. Now I'm not sure what that is if that's just a roster move to make room for somebody on the 40-man roster you know to manipulate the roster a little bit but really he's just here and they just did that for whatever reason you know um i don't know if that's the case but he hasn't been playing well he hasn't been hitting well defense is fine but he hasn't been hitting up to what we thought he could hit for but in the same same like outman because the Dodgers have just managed to stay in it enough, it allows them the ability to let these guys just fucking learn on the job, man. And that experience, like what the Dodgers did with Dustin May back in, you know, 2020, 2019, just like they did with Gonsolin, and, this, you know, the same thing, is uh, they got that hands-on experience, and it, they're better for it now. You know, sometimes you got to take those bumps as a rookie, to learn it looks same thing with Gavin Lux dude Gavin Lux they gave him the second base starting job a few years ago and he fucking sucked and then he wasn't on the postseason roster that season they made it they made a couple moves and they were like sorry man like we just we can't have this right now you know they went out and got fucking who did they who did they get to play second that year I don't even remember that's how long it's been that's how many seasons, you know, I, I, I could go back, but you know they're going to make moves, man. I, I've just been, I've, I've, I've said it before, you know, and we know just as well as any other fan base, it doesn't really matter if you win fucking, you know, 104 games in the regular season, 111 games, you know, ask the Mariners, 116 games. It doesn't matter if you win the most games in, in the regular season. It matters how many w- games you win in the postseason, and with 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 metrics and whatever, like the Dodgers do have a formula to win enough games in the regular season to give them a, a shot in the postseason. But I think the adversity that this team has experienced this season and battling back, you know, you got guys, you know, not big signings, but you got guys like Jason Hayward and David Peralta, who I wasn't you know excited about them signing either one of those guys but both of those guys solid off the bench you know Hayward has eight home runs off the bench Peralta has seven Hayward's hitting like what 260 I think somewhere around there I have it right here Jason Hayward's hitting 258 254 with eight home runs David Peralta is hitting 283 with seven home runs off the bench so like if you're in a situation where a guy's not doing well or maybe you know there's 
a righty comes up, you bring that fucking lefty in off the bench. That pitcher's got to know, hey, I can't make a mistake. You know, she's still going to go after him depending on who's on the mound. But in the back of their mind, they know that if they make a, a mistake over the plate, that ball can end up over the fence, dude. And that's a huge advantage to have. You got same thing on the other side, you know. Maybe he doesn't start, but, you know, you got a guy off the bench. Batting average isn't high, but he's got 11 home runs. Chris Taylor, you know, he's on the IL right now. But he was on pace to hit 20 home runs, and depending on when he comes back, he might very well hit 20 home runs. Max Muncie, fucking 22 home runs, still batting under 200, and his OPS or his uh, his his on base percentage is well below his career average. But you know, 21 home runs and 53 RBIs, still pretty productive. You know, um, I think that this that they they got the right amount of vet like like gritty veterans that's i think something that we were missing like i love jt but i don't think he was quite a gritty enough player you know i I don't think maybe yeah he was a vocal leader the heart and soul of the team but like i don't know dude i feel like jason hayward could fuck someone up you know i feel like miguel vargas could fuck someone up dude some of these kids you know, Yancy Almonte, even though he's not pitching great, you know, he could fuck someone up, dude. Like, we need a little bit of, like, just some edge. We don't need as many superstars. I mean, we still had five all-stars, you know, which is pretty fucking good. But we don't need a team of superstars. We need a team of guys playing together and working towards that common goal of winning the World Series. And although I've been critical of the team this year, when they've played, they haven't played well... They've played well of late, and it gives me hope, you guys. It gives me hope. Will Smith, very quietly, doing what he does, you know, 25-plus home runs, 280, you know, right around 85, 90 RBIs. That's fucking good for a catcher, dude. That is great for a fucking catcher. J.D. Martinez single-handedly made the Dodgers rethink what they do at the DH position. You know, since 2020... When the, it became a full-time DH, well, it was unofficially the full-time DH in 2020, but we brought it back, and we kept bringing it back, and now it's here to stay. But the DH position, the Dodgers have mainly used to give guys off days. You know, give a guy like Justin Turner the off day, give a guy like Muncie the off day, even Freddie an off day defensively. Will Smith, same thing, you know, but still keeping their bat in the lineup. And now, for the most part, it's J.D., and Will Smith on occasion, but JD is fucking sitting there with 22 home runs, also tied for the fucking team lead in RBIs, like, just a fucking solid veteran bet, and oh yeah, if there's a fucking guy on third base, JD's gonna fucking stay inside the ball and hit a ground ball to the right side, if it goes through, great, if not, there's the RBI, that's how you lead the team in RBIs, dude, I'm, I'm very happy with the way they fucking just managed to grit it out, dude. We still need some help on the pitching staff, but like I said, luckily, Julio's back. He had a great start last outing. You know, six innings, two runs. That's pretty good for his first outing back. Not completely dominant, but we know it's in there. It's fucking Julio. Hopefully he can relax and just do his thing the rest of the season. Hopefully he stays a Dodger. You know, then you got Kershaw, who's fucking number nine in the power rankings with pitchers in his 16th season 
you know, and then you have Bobby Mueller, fucking stud, shove it, here you go. Apparently, he's not fucking T-Swizzle anymore. Maybe that's why he had a couple rough starts. If I was fucking T-Swizzle, and then I was told that we couldn't fuck anymore, I might have a couple rough starts too. So, Bobby Mueller, I feel for you. I've been there, buddy. Um, there's plenty of hot starlets for you to keep fucking while you're here. Um, and then, you know, it just depends. You know, you, you have a combination of Julio, Kershaw... Bobby Miller, and then Tony Gonsolin, if he could fucking get his shit together, you know, we know what's in there, you got Ryan Pepio, you've got fucking Michael Grove, you know, you've got Emmett Sheehan, like, you've got guys that could do it, but more than likely, the Dodgers are going to go get a, a quality arm, you know, you still have Noah Syndergaard coming back, I'm not expecting anything from him, so anything we get that's above nothing is a bonus, you know, maybe he could slot into the bullpen and be a sixth-inning guy, shorten the game a little bit. Maybe that's more where he's at at this point in his career. I don't know, but the Dodgers got a lot of guys coming back, and they're going to make a move. They are going to be active at the trade deadline. It may not be the big, you know, it may not be the Otani and whatever, but you can rest assured they're going to get somebody that can solidify their rotation and an, a, a bat that can help the offense, maybe a shortstop or a second baseman. Um they uh, they have, I don't want to say it's a big series. The Mets are basically dead in the water at this point. I mean, they still have a shot, I guess. Um, now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to retract that. They're seven games out of the wild card, but they got to, you know, climb over like five teams. That's not in a good place. You know, it's not a very good place. Dodgers, as it stands right now, right there, fucking first place. Right where they belong, you know, Giants are a couple games back, D-backs are percentage points back, Padres, hmm, the ones that everybody picked, fucking sitting there, 43 and 47, eight and a half games back, like, I fucking told you, at the beginning of the season, all the fucking hype from the MLB Network, ESPN, baseball writers, fucking Pussy ass Ben Verlander fucking get the fuck out of here, dude. Okay? Padres fucking are going to be the Padres forever. Those fans fucking suck. They're trash. The team is fucking trash. They might as well give up some players too. Maybe they fucking send Blake Snell somewhere. I don't know. I don't think they're going to be able to hang on to Juan Soto, so they might as well fucking trade him. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Dodgers are right where they need to be. They play the Mets this weekend. I'm very excited. I was actually, initially I had it circled on my calendar. I wanted to go to New York, um, but I got a gig. So I'll be in Austin this weekend with my buddy Rachel Wolfson again, um, doing some shows and uh, yeah. And then the Dodgers have the, 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 uh, the Orioles next week, which should be a good series. Orioles are right there fucking at the top of their division, right behind the D-backs. One of the more surprising teams in baseball, uh, the insiders seem to have known that they were going to do well, but it's cool to see different teams. It's a beautiful ballpark. I've been there. Um, fucking, you know, they're showing videos of the old home run derby back in like 91 or 92 when Griffey was hitting fucking jacks off the fucking warehouse back there. Dude, beautiful ballpark. Um, fun fact, uh, designed by uh, Nancy Jan or Janet Smith who is also uh, the designer of uh, PNC Park, I think is what it's called, where the Pirates play. 
and also largely responsible for the remodel here at Dodger Stadium. So there's a trend there. She's a fucking wizard at, you know, designing ballparks and helping redesign ballparks and whatnot. So Dodgers have two great series coming up. Uh, either way, it'll be exciting for them to play the Mets. You know, hopefully they can keep that momentum that they had going into the postseason or into the All-Star break, I mean. And, uh, you know, we got we got Julio versus Verlander on Friday and then to be determined versus to be determined on Saturday and then to be determined versus Max Scherzer on Sunday. So you got we're facing Verlander and Scherzer, which should be interesting. Maybe they bring back Scherzer. I don't fucking know, dude. I wouldn't mind having Scherzer back or Verlander, you know, fuck it, dude. I just want them to win the fucking World Series in a 162-game season. That's all I want, dude. I don't think that's too much to ask. So, uh, anyway, with that being said, um, I, I can't tell you guys enough how much I appreciate everyone that listens to this podcast, how much I appreciate when I don't release a podcast, when you guys tweet at me or even text me for some of my friends that listen. Um, just, I'm fucking so busy, you guys know. If you guys know me personally, you know. Um, but I'm doing my best. Now, I will say this. I will be in Austin this weekend, including Sunday. So there's a pretty good possibility that the new episode of My Blue Thoughts won't come until uh, probably Tuesday. Um, I will do my best to get it Sunday. But if this Austin trip is anything like my last Austin trip, I'm going to be busy. <laughs> Very busy all hours of the day so if i don't release the episode for uh next week on monday it will definitely be about it will definitely be out on tuesday so again thank you guys so much for listening i can't tell you how much i appreciate remember if you're listening to this on apple podcast don't forget to leave a review rate it um same thing on spotify they changed um they changed the comp plan on Spotify, so if you're not subscribed on Spotify, do that. Um, if you know friends that like the Dodgers and want to listen to my Dodger podcast, have them subscribe on Spotify. It really helps. Um, I can make a little money and make this podcast even better. So um, thanks for listening, and I will see you guys. Oh, by the way, if you are in Austin for some reason, um, I'm going to be there this weekend, and the next weekend I'm going to be at Chadwick's in Medford, Oregon. That's Friday the 21st and Saturday the 22nd. And then the following Friday and Saturday, I'm going to be at Good Times Lethbridge in Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada. Um, again, thank you guys for listening to My Blue Thoughts. I'll see you guys next time. Go Dodgers.